You who hold power over the chaos of this world, you God of strength and of peace, you claim your Son as your beloved, and you claim us as your beloved in him. Bless us this morning here at All Saints Kingsway as we celebrate the time that you have given to us to be here in this place for your people. May we hear your voice in your word as it goes out again to us, and so be transformed. Amen. I'd like you to be seated this morning. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break in a dimly burning wick. He will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be crushed until he has established justice in the whole earth. These words from Isaiah this morning are a balm to me. These are words that I need to hear this morning gathered together with the faithful in God's house. I hope you too find that these are words which mend the soul and give you deep hope in the midst of the chaos and the injustice that swirls around us. The injustice and the chaos of a world where the innocent have once again been sacrificed on the altar of the God of warmongering and saber-rattling. The world needs this one in whom God's soul delights, who will faithfully bring forth justice, who will bend every power on earth toward justice and every injustice toward restoration and every hatred ancient and new toward love. In the 29th Psalm this morning, the psalmist proclaims with confidence that God is greater and is stronger than every form of chaos around us, and by implication stronger than every idol, even the idol of war-making, through which we imagine that we can control chaos. God, the psalmist says, is victorious over the wildness of the waters, over the wildness of the storms and the wind. Even mountains and trees appear unstable in the presence of God's strength. Now, in the midst of fierce weather, I don't know what you think about, but the first thing I think about is not God's majesty and strength. I've been in the bush of northern Ontario and seen lightning strip and split massive pine trees bare. It was not God's majesty and strength I was thinking about. Unpredictable and destructive storms like that one remind me of how powerless I am. How powerless I am despite my pretensions to be in control. Nature can be devastating, it can be terrifying, and it changes things. But the psalmist reminds us this morning 
that the voice of God is even stronger than that. Surprisingly, after these intense descriptions of God's power, the psalmist just makes a simple request that God would bless the people with strength and with peace. That's our prayer. It's my prayer this morning for those in the midst of the wildness of life, in the midst of the chaos and the storms of life, for God's strength and for God's peace. The voice of the Lord is an image that recurs over and over again in Psalm 29, and it's that voice that's associated with power, strength, with power in and over all other forms of power. And it is that power, the power of God's voice, that frames our confidence in God's care and in God's provision. Even when creation itself seems to be spinning apart, the Lord is able to give strength and to give peace. Which brings us to Jesus' baptism this morning. This is the one who will bring justice. This is the one in whom God delights. This is the one of whom Isaiah spoke. And this God speaks. This God speaks over the waters of baptism like this same God spoke over the waters of creation. This God's spirit like a dove hovers above the waters again. Matthew wants us to know that this is God's new creation, that God is speaking again, and that God is speaking Jesus as his strength and as his peace for you, for me, for this world. In Matthew, the same voice that breaks the cedar trees, the great cedars of Lebanon, breaks open the heavens and speaks with Jesus words of relationship, commendation, and delight. This is my son, the beloved. With him, I am well pleased. In the great iconography of the Christian East, when the baptism of Jesus is depicted, we see Jesus up to his neck in water, while below, sitting under the waves, are the river gods of the old world representing the chaos that is being overcome in this new creation. This is God come near, bringing justice, moving chaos into order as the wind of God blows upon Jesus. Jesus, the new creation, through whom we are all made new so that in our baptisms we can proclaim with St. Paul, therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, they are a new creation. Old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. It's because of this, from very early on in the church, we have recognized that baptism means a restoration of what it truly means to be human. 
being baptized into the truth of our humanity. It is to recover the humanity that God intended in the first place. That we, human beings, would grow in such love for God that we could rightly be called the sons and daughters of God. don't have to think too far this past week that we have let go of that identity. We abandon it over and over again. We've corrupted it. We've forgotten it. The faith of the church is that Jesus restores that humanity for us from within. As he came to the depths of the chaos of this world, immersed into the waters, into the depths of our confusion, so that we might know what it is to love God and to love each other. In his baptism, Jesus comes close. One commentator calls Jesus' request of John for baptism an acute embarrassment. It seems it was so for John and for others present. Why did Jesus the greater submit to baptism by John the lesser? The earliest witnesses asked the same question. In Matthew's Gospel, John tries to dissuade Jesus. Why do you come to me for baptism? I should be baptized by you. Even hundreds of years later, Jesus' baptism troubled some Christians. In the apocryphal Gospel of the Hebrews, Jesus, it seems, gets baptized not for his own need, but to please his mother. But that's not it. Jesus' baptism inaugurated his public ministry by identifying with the whole of humanity. He identifies himself with the, the faults and the failures, with the pains and problems of all the broken people who had flocked to the Jordan River for John's baptism. By wading into the waters, as he says to John, he fulfills all righteousness. He wades into the waters with them and takes his place beside humanity. And by virtue of our baptisms, we take our place beside him closer to, not further from, the pain and brokenness of the world. If being baptized is being led to where Jesus is, to coming alongside Jesus, then all of us who live into our baptismal vows are being led toward the brokenness and the pain of a humanity that has forgotten itself not away from it. Baptism is not about being separated out from the mess of the world, but about being dropped into the middle of it as beacons of God's hope and love, God's strength and God's peace. This baptized life is life in solidarity with the depths of humanity and in solidarity with each other, in the love of God, a solidarity which we celebrate 
in our worship this morning. This Sunday morning marks the end of our 75th anniversary celebrations this past year. And what a year it has been for All Saints Kingsway. We are, by God's grace, a growing church. We are growing in discipleship, in mission, and in stewardship. We are being called in our immediate future to a mission rooted in God's call to us, to this neighborhood, sent out into the pain of this world, full of the hope of Jesus. We have a rich, vibrant, beautiful history here in the Kingsway, but we also have a future, a future that God promises to us, a future as the community of the baptized, to the same ministry as our forebears, called to faith, to hope, and to love. And the voice of God goes out again this morning, speaks to you, and names you as God's beloved in Jesus. But going out here, 76 years now, the voice of God that speaks all things into existence speaks to you. The voice that claims Jesus names you as a beloved child of God and calls you to this community, to this way of life, to the ministry of the baptized, to this ministry of the restoration of humanity, of the humanity of all those around us in dignity and in love. Thanks be to God. Amen.